Before getting into the episode, I have a favor to ask those of you that listen to the Real Person Real Needs podcast. As you know, back in episode 43, I changed the format to be more documentary style in nature. And I wanted to know how you feel about it. As you know, I document regularly my pursuit of the performing arts in addition to my real estate business as an entrepreneur. And I'm thinking about a possible title change to the podcast, something that's a little bit more specific so that people know what they're getting when they tune in. Based on what I've been posting and and the consistent content that I've been putting out on the podcast, I was thinking about calling it the Acting Realtor Podcast. That way I can attract those of you that listen because of my pursuit of the performing arts those of you that listen because of real estate, but also those of you that are doing one job as your day job, but aspire to do something bigger, to chase your dreams and to find that creative outlet. I think that's kind of the overall drive of the podcast. So I want it to be clear from the get-go what people are listening to. So if you had an idea, I'd love to hear from you. I don't normally ask for something right at the beginning of the podcast, but I'd love to hear from those of you that tune in regularly. You can email me, Jeff, it's G-E-O-F-F, at realpersonrealneeds.com. Again, that's Jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com. Thanks a lot for your time. I appreciate it. And let's get to the show. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. I'm your host, Jeffrey Desiato. And this is the story of my life. Today's episode is called Fighting Your Flaws. Since the last episode of the podcast, I got to add another professional theater credit to my resume. I'm currently playing Uncle Henry and the Osdian Guard in Limelight Performing Arts Center's Black Box production of The Wizard of Oz. I've neglected to promote this show as heavily as some of the other productions I've been a part of, but that's only because life has been insane these last few weeks and months. This production of The Wizard of Oz is unlike anything you've ever seen. And I'm not saying that just to try to sell tickets, because most of you that are listening probably aren't even within driving distance. The set design, costumes, and atmosphere created by the production team is magical. And with Limelight Performing Arts Center's Black Box Theater Space, you're merely inches away from all of the action. You probably get sweat on and spit on by the actors themselves. You definitely don't want to miss this opportunity if you're in the Philadelphia area, the greater Philadelphia, Delaware, New Jersey. There are only four performances left, and the tickets are going fast. You can get tickets by going to limepack.com. That's lime as in the fruit and the letters P-A-C.com. I'm really having a great time during this show. The rehearsal process was very stressful, but once we've opened, we've really come together and I'm having a great time. And with that being said, as we enter the spring, that's when audition time really heats up, which is kind of funny because it's also when the real estate market heats up. So hopefully in the future podcasts, I'll be able to give you a behind the scenes look again, like I had done previously about what it's like to be auditioning by day or by night and doing real estate by day or by night. It's kind of interesting, to say the least, and exhausting. Yeah. 
Those of you who follow me closely online know that I've put together a video series. And I wanted to share some thoughts from the series with you, the podcast listener. It takes a lot of gumption to jumpstart your life after years of being stuck in the mundane. No doubt that's why a lot of us have, at one time or another, chosen to stay put in jobs or circumstances that were less than ideal. Many of us have battled with our own limited perception of what we're capable of, and that's kept us anchored to our increasingly uncomfortable desk chairs. It's one thing to doubt that things will go your way based on past experiences. Believe me, that's something I do all the time. But I think what holds people back more than anything else is doubting your own talents and abilities. I call this the 900-pound gorilla of self-doubt, and this is something that I struggle with, and that's why I wanted to share it with you. We as people simply buy into the lie that we can't do something that, in truth, we're completely capable of doing. We allow the figurative gorilla to pin us down so that we're imprisoned within our current habitat. There's an entire world out there just waiting to be explored, and until you tackle the gorilla, you'll never be able to discover what you were created to do. When you're struggling with the 900-pound gorilla of self-doubt, it may be time to feed a little bit of your ego, to dare to push beyond your surroundings and other people's lowered expectations. That's how you can begin to press on through the obstacles and ask, hey, why not me? Unfortunately, self-doubt is something we must wrestle with every day, even after we've notched a few accomplishments under our belt. This is something I came to realize in my own experience. When you branch out on your own and attempt to do the things you were created to do, it doesn't take long for the confidence and charisma that you use to catapult you forward to become your own worst enemy. For the record, working in real estate is not my dream, but it is the mechanism I've chosen to help realize my dream. And early on in my journey, I gained a lot of attention and received a lot of positive feedback in regards to my approach to real estate. Since I was doing things differently than the masses, it seemed that growing my real estate business would be easy-peasy, lemon-cheesy. And that's when I came back to earth, maybe even six feet under the earth, to be honest with you. I thought that cleverness and machismo were enough to be successful. I was wrong. Weeks without a real estate commission check turned into a few months. And on top of that, I was watching my safety net trickle away. I now know... It was because I had not applied myself to increasing my knowledge base and building a platform and consistent message for my business. Without these critical elements, I had no infrastructure in place that would keep me afloat during those dry times in the real estate market. Let's be realistic. There are things you don't know how to do or attributes you may not be gifted with. You're bound to hit some rough patches and things won't always go your way. That's when feelings of inadequacy, inability, and doubt start to creep back in and strangle the motivation you had when you first started out. You start to question whether you can achieve big things when you fail in the little things. Difficult circumstances can easily take our eyes off of the destination and focus them on our shortcomings. That's what happened to me. I started to look around at other people in my industry as they started to gain momentum and have success. And subtly... Ever so slightly, I started to compromise my core values and my beliefs to try to be more like them. I started to emulate rather than innovate. That stupid gorilla. When you start to doubt your own skills, you begin to compare yourself to others and mold yourself into their image instead of using your unique God-given abilities. If I think about it, I'm not trying to accomplish what those other agents are trying to accomplish. I'm trying to build a business that funds the pursuit of my dream. 
They just want to be good real estate agents, and that's fine. We're on different paths. When we finally decide to try something we've never done before, we tend to set goals that are either very self-centered or comparing ourselves with other people. And then when we don't achieve them, doubt starts to creep in. However, when we focus on helping others, we are actually able to be a better version of ourselves because we're no longer focusing on our own flaws and failures. In other words, if you start to think about the impact you can have in the lives of others, then the eyes are off of you and you can effectively eliminate self-doubt. Have you ever heard of Gary Vaynerchuk? Google him. You won't be disappointed. Gary Vaynerchuk is someone I really get a lot of great information from in terms of being an entrepreneur. When asked if you could bestow one quality to every person, which one would it be? He responds, self-awareness. And one of the things that he repeats over and over again is to stop wasting time trying to improve the areas you're weak in and start doubling down on your strengths. In other words, we need to trade in self-doubt for self-awareness. Don't allow your ever-present shortcomings to hinder you from achieving great results in your areas of strength. Start finding ways to use the skills you already have to help others achieve their goals, and you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish with little room left for self-doubt. If you want to tackle self-doubt, then you need to wake up every morning and commit to the following mission statement. I will not focus on myself and my inadequacy. Instead, I'll focus using every ounce of strength that I have and every second of time that I have to do the most good in the lives of those around me. Take that hour that you would typically spend saying I can't and make it the hour of I can. When you spend your time doing for others, there's no time left to doubt your own ability. Knowing who you are is really important, but we can't allow our limited perception of what we can achieve hinder us from moving forward. Anything you can do to take your eyes off of your shortcomings and put them on other people's needs will help you destroy self-doubt in your life. Now, if there are shortcomings and there are things that you're unclear about, I've talked about it before, educating yourself. One of the main ways that you can educate yourself, which is what I talked about back in episode 54, is by reading. And I don't mean reading your news feed or clickbait articles. I mean good old-fashioned books. When you were a kid, no doubt you were a part of the Book It program. What a great idea. Encourage kids to read by offering them a free personal pan pizza from Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah, pan pizza. That was a great incentive for this husky 10-year-old. And while I loved feeding my face with greasy pan-baked deliciousness, I did not love feeding my mind. Now, to say that I did not love reading in school is putting it rather mildly. It was probably because someone was telling me I had to, but I simply hated reading. But the interesting thing was, once I was no longer being forced to read because it would be on the test, I realized that there was now a vacuum in my life. I began to hunger and thirst for information beyond what was regularly shoved down my throat in school. I remember the moment I began to love reading. I was tasked with reading the book April Morning by Howard Fast. If you've never read it, I highly recommend it. It was the first time in my life where I honestly can say that I was wrapped up in a story and transported to another time and place. 
I had no idea that reading could do that. Now, (laughs) this may seem silly to those of you who love to read, but for someone like me, it was a revelation. What started with my April morning experience was later trumped by the experience that officially turned me into an avid reader. I was about 21 years old, and my wife recommended that I read the Tripods trilogy by John Christopher. It was a young adult book series that she read growing up, and I was looking for something easy to read while we were on vacation. I couldn't put the books down. I was hooked. These books actually inspired me to write a song, which was then featured on the No Longer album, my band, called A New Chairman. Here's a sample. I'm still holding out hope that they'll make a feature film adaptation and I can submit the song to be featured on the soundtrack. I guess those dreams of being a rock star still haven't been put to bed quite yet. Anyway, my love of fiction soon grew into a love of all kinds of literature. I've read biographies, books on business, marketing, theology, personal development, careers, music, you name it. I still mix in some fiction every third book or so to keep the creative synapses firing. It seems my genre of choice is political action thriller. Who knew? I honestly believe that in the last five years, I've learned more about myself and the world at large by reading than I ever did in a classroom. That may also be the result of having read more books during that time than I had in my previous 25 years of being able to read. What I've discovered about reading is that it allows you to learn the way your mind works. Many people would rather be told what to think by some professor, guru, or by the media, but very few actually take the time to read in order to broaden their horizons. When I'm reading a book, the content of that book shapes my frame of mind for the entire duration of the book. I think about it whenever I'm not reading it, and I cannot wait to get a spare second to poke my nose in it again. Many of us desperately need to rediscover the lost art of reading, if we're going to have any hope for the world. In a world of fake news, alternative facts, media bias, and social media reposters, we can easily become the victim of what many call the dumbing down of America. If this generation spent as much time staring at books as they did staring at their phones, then I believe we would be in a much better position than we are currently. But the problem is that reading a book takes the focus off of us and puts it on someone else. Their words, their views. I'm guilty of this myself, but Many people take more joy in selecting the appropriate filter when posting pictures of their favorite books on Instagram than actually reading the books themselves. I recently received an email from a famous author named Ryan Holiday. He has a recommended reading list that he sends out once a month, and it's free to subscribe. You can go to ryanholiday.net. He opened the email like this. If you've been distressed by the recent political situation, whatever side you happen to be on, here's a little trick I've come up with. Whenever you start to feel stressed, upset, depressed, confused, worried, put down your phone. Step away from the television or computer and pick up a book. Ideally, pick up a very old book. There was a wonderful New York Times article last week from Alexis Co. where she discussed the clarity that comes from reading old presidential biographies. It reminds you, things have always been bad. We've always been worried, and hey, occasionally we turn out to be totally wrong about someone. I couldn't agree more. We need to put down our phones and pick up a book if we have any hopes of surviving in this world. But the downside of our social media culture is that if you see something that bums you out or tries to make you think, then you can just keep scrolling. 
or swipe left or right. But if you are investing time in reading a book, then you come face to face with something that you can't ignore and it should make you think. And here's where my views on reading and education converge. I believe that you can learn more by reading and implementing than you can from going to college. Thankfully, my children inherited their mother's love of reading. I have to tell them not to bring books to the dinner table, otherwise they'll let their food get cold. It's incredible, really. Their vocabulary is tremendous. They're excellent students. But their love of reading came first, and I think it's one of the reasons they do so well in school and not the other way around. And even if they decide to pursue a path that requires that they get a college education, I believe that it's their love of reading that will ultimately allow them to succeed. I know that even after getting a degree in whatever field they choose, they will continue to read and learn because it's in their DNA. When people learn about me and see firsthand that I know how to produce a podcast, edit audio and video, write and produce music, sing and act, do web and graphic design, and write prolifically, they always ask me what I went to school for. My answer? A high school diploma. Seriously, even though I went to Connecticut School of Broadcasting, I'd already worked in radio for two years up to that point with nothing but on-the-job training to get me started. I can honestly say that everything I've accomplished in the last 10 years of my life, I learned by reading and implementing on my own and on the job. For example, I wanted to start this podcast, so I typed into Google, how do you start a podcast? I read everything I could find about the subject, and then, as if by some miracle... I started a podcast because I can read and I can implement. I know how to cook. Some of it is naturally giftedness from my Italian background. I'm amazed that people say they don't know how to cook. There are recipes. If you can read and you can follow instructions, you can cook. It's as simple as that. The biggest obstacle people need to overcome is their inability to execute on an idea because they think it's too hard or Or even worse, they think they need someone else's permission to do it. You can't say something is impossible or that you're incapable if you refuse to educate yourself and take advantage of the resources that are available to you. Do you know that education is free for everyone already? If you put in the work. In this day and age, we have endless resources at our fingertips. Literally anything that you want to know is available to you for free or almost free. If you have the internet, all the more so. But just think about the library. In most cases, you can simply request any book in their vast archive of literature, and they'll have it transferred to your local library. At least that's the case for my library system in the county that I live in. Anything you want to know, you can learn on your own by reading. You don't need to go back to school. Even MIT has posted some of their courses online for free. Use the money you would spend on a college education and invest in a library of books that could change your life. In my opinion, people also need to expand their worldview beyond just their own point of view. I think that reading only things you agree with can stunt your overall education on any particular topic. And if your number one source of information is social media, then you're an imbecile. Plain and simple. If you want to make a difference in someone's life, then posting a well-crafted argument on Facebook will not accomplish that. Instead, maybe give them your favorite book as a gift. But you may say I'm a dreamer. I'm living in a dream world. 
Instead, my conservative friends will continue to bash all liberal thinkers, and my liberal friends will continue to bash all conservative thinkers. Meanwhile, I sit back with a bag of popcorn and watch the fireworks. How about you stop labeling other people and hiding behind your online persona and actually engage in a face-to-face discussion about the merits or disadvantages of a particular stance? I challenge you. In fact, I dare you. No matter what side you're on, pick up a copy of the Opposing View's most popular written work and read it. You won't do it. And that's the problem. Most people don't read and educate themselves on all sides of an argument for fear of being proven wrong. I'm talking to you liberals as much as I'm talking to you conservatives. I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about worldviews. The fact of the matter is that every article written by every person in the world is written from their worldview. Bias abounds. You cannot escape it. That's why you need to read everything you can get your hands on about a specific topic before you start pontificating about the merits of one position or another. Read people you agree and disagree with. You may get incredibly frustrated, but this will help you to formulate your own opinion on something and develop a bulletproof defense of your views. Reading can change your life and maybe even the world if you would let it. If you want to remain ignorant, then ignore everything I've just said on this podcast. But if you want to change your life, other people's minds, and maybe even the world, then it's time to put down your electronic devices and explore the written word. I've always wanted to write a book, but I never committed to doing the hard work until now. That's why I'd like to take a moment to encourage you to subscribe to my blog. I write several posts a week, and you can have them sent directly to you by email. You can also follow me on Medium, www.medium.com slash at Jeff Desiato, the at sign G-E-O-F-F-D-E-S-I-A-T-O. It's pretty easy to find. Between my blog, the podcast, and my Jumpstart video series, I think I can safely say that I've expanded my message to all types of learners, and I'm really excited to see what's next on the journey. A special thanks to those of you who've joined me thus far, and I encourage you to invite more people to check out the podcast and subscribe to my content. Thanks a lot for listening to the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. Who knows? Maybe over time, the title will change, just like I asked, but I need to hear from you to see what you're thinking. What line of work are you in? How did you come across the podcast? Why do you keep coming back? It's this information that will help me ultimately make the right decision for my listeners and for the subscribers. So email me. I don't ask for much. It's a free podcast. Hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully it gives you a little bit of insight. All I ask is that you reach out to me either on social media, facebook.com slash Jeffrey Desiato. You can message me there if if you feel more comfortable than emailing me. Or you can email me, jeff at realpersonrealneeds.com. You can also contact me on Twitter if you'd like twitter.com slash Jeff Desiato, G-E-O-F-F-D-E-S-I-A-T-O. Anyway, that's it for this week's episode of the Real Person, Real Needs podcast. Until next time, be real and keep it real. Thanks a lot for listening and Godspeed. Godspeed.